This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. Hi, friends. I have a big announcement to make. We have opened registration for our fifth annual special weekend for homeschooling moms in Pasadena, California, this coming March 18th and 19th. And we would love for you to have you there. You will experience two days of encouragement, fellowship, inspiration, insight, laughter, and of course, lots of great conversation and coffee. You'll hear from speakers like Greta Estridge, Krista Svoda, Carolyn and Martin Forte, myself, and others, not to mention our worship time on Saturday morning. Our special weekends for homeschooling moms only come once a year, and they're more than just events. They are a time for homeschooling moms to rest, refresh, and to just breathe. We hope you'll join us too, but don't wait too long. We're already halfway to being sold out. Go to coffeewithcarry.org to register you and a friend today. See you there. So I'm walking along, sipping my cup of coffee, and someone bumps into me. My cup of liquid black gold spills everywhere. Now, mind you, it was unintentional. It was an honest mistake. But but man, do I hate wasting good coffee. It's a bummer. My coffee is all over the floor and on my shirt instead of in my tummy. So my daughter asks, hey, mom, why'd you spill your coffee? Well, my first instinct is to say it was because someone bumped into me. But honestly, that's the wrong answer. I spilled coffee because there was coffee in my cup. If there had been tea in my cup or water in my cup, I would have spilled tea. Or I would have spilled water, right? I mean, whatever's inside my cup, that's what's going to spill out, right? My spilled cup of coffee story is really just a great analogy for my life, too. (laughs) When life comes along and shakes me, which it happens, and it happens quite often lately, whatever's inside of me is what's going to spill out of me. And let's be honest, it really is kind of easy to fake it till you make it until we get rattled. So I have to ask myself on a daily basis, Carrie, what's in my cup? What am I filling it with? When life gets tough, what spills out? Is it joy, gratefulness, peace, humility? Or is it anger, bitterness, harsh words, and inappropriate reactions? God gives us our cup. It's up to us how we choose to fill it. 
And God promises, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And Jesus promised the Samaritan woman, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. So whatever we fill our cup up with is what will spill out onto those around us. So yes, filling our cup with God's word, God's love, and God's kindness is key. But what happens when our sin nature takes over and our reactions are less than kind? You know, we have all had those days or those moments as a mom. You know, those moments we're not very proud of. Those moments where we let the little things or the big things get to us and we totally lose it. And I mean, really lose it. The kind of lose it where we check our windows to make sure they were not open because if they were, the neighbors just heard us screaming like a lunatic and they might be on the phone right now with the local authorities. Yeah, I'm talking about those kinds of lose it moments. And yeah, it's a true story too. <laughs> I remember one day I lost it so badly and Joe was crying so much at the way I reacted that my sweet neighbor across the street came outside and gently asked me if everything was okay. And I can't even remember what happened or if it was a homeschool lesson that triggered it that day. And that's the sad part. It must not have been that big of a deal in the first place in the grand scheme of life, motherhood, and homeschooling. I mean, the kids and I remember my crazed outburst, but we don't remember the reason for it. That day when my cup was rattled, nothing but yuckiness spilled out. And I spent the rest of the day hugging the kids, especially Joe, and asking for their forgiveness. And I carry guilt with me for the rest of that week, and I beat myself up for reacting the way I did. And boy, did I have a come-to-Jesus moment that day. The Holy Spirit convicted me to look inside my cup and to see with what I was filling it. And when I looked, I realized my cup was pretty bare. There was nothing in it. There was no Jesus in my cup. There was no grace in my cup. It was so empty that my pre-Jesus, well, that's what I call my younger self, spilt out of my cup and my kids paid the price for it. Moms, you know there are going to be challenging days and exhausting days and sometimes just downright painful days. And in those moments and on those days, we need to remember God's grace. Grace is not earned or deserved. God freely gives it to me, even though I certainly don't deserve it. In a grace-filled home and homeschool, we need to learn to extend this kind of grace to our husbands, our children, and to ourselves. It's a habit that needs to be formed. It needs to be intentional because it isn't in our instincts to extend it naturally. And it's not easy, but when our cup is full of God's Word, Jesus' love, and the power of the Holy Spirit, it is possible to extend this kind of grace. And in a grace-filled homeschool, a change in perspective is also pretty helpful. Now, one of my kiddos is extremely stubborn. 
Okay, I won't beat around the bush. Yes, it's my youngest, and he gets it from me, that's for sure. But when he was younger, it was a battle of stubborn streaks between he and I. The question was never who was going to win, but who was going to come out of the proverbial fight less bloody. My boy could dig his heels in and not budge for days. Just to give you a little picture of his stubborn streak, out of desperation one day, I'm not proud of this, I threatened to put some hot sauce on his tongue if he continued to say some of the things he was saying. Instead of him backing down, which let's be honest, my prideful, stubborn nature at this age probably would not have backed down either with this threat. But instead of him backing down, do you know he stuck his tongue out and said, Mom, you could put it right here. I like hot sauce. Okay, so I had to turn around and laugh so he couldn't see my reaction. But that is just a little snapshot into just how stubborn my boy can be. And I never threatened him again with such an idiotic suggestion either. So one day, as I'm desperately crying out to the Lord for some help with this character issue, the Lord brought to mind this verse, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yes, the Lord was reminding me to be steadfast with Joe, but I think the verse was really about Joe. 1 Corinthians 15 58 was what God had created Joe to be. He created his character and his character to be steadfast, immovable, and strong in his faith. But because of his sin nature, this part of his God-given character was exhibiting itself as stubbornness. I needed to see my son the way God created him to become. I needed to see him the way God saw him. God saw Joe as immovable, strong, and steadfast. God was calling me to change my perspective and to mold Joe's stubbornness into the steadfastness that God had put in his heart. Joe could either use his stubborn streak to wear people down and get what he wanted, or he could use it to stand firm in his faith and to be immovable in what he believes. So from then on, one of the verses I prayed over Joe and for Joe was 1 Corinthians 15, 58, as well as 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. You know, my perspective shifted that day. I no longer saw my role as taming the stubbornness, but molding it into steadfastness. Yes, Joe was very uncompromising on many things as a child. But as a young man, after God's own heart, I wanted him to remain uncompromising. I wanted him to be uncompromising on the things that mattered. To hold the line when society was telling him to walk in a different direction or to make different choices. Now as an adult living on his own at college, I'm seeing Joe exactly the way God saw him when he was five. I'm seeing the man God knew Joe would become. So mama, step back and take a look at your child and his or her negative character issues and pray about how that character trait can be turned into a godly trait 
So maybe your daughter is extremely persistent, you know, constantly bugging you about things and never letting up. Well, you know, the widow who was very persistent, she had her case heard by the judge in Luke 18. So perhaps your daughter will one day be a persistent prayer warrior, praying without ceasing for her friends, family, and for our world. Or maybe your child has no filter. You know, if it's on the mind, it's out the mouth. Peter often spoke the truth in love. Paul said things that needed to be said but were hard to hear. Perhaps your child will one day be bold for Christ. He or she will boldly speak God's truth and love to a world that so desperately needs to hear it. In a grace-filled home and homeschool, pray about how to mold negative behaviors into positive godly traits. A change in perspective can make all the difference. You know, the messy middle is real. The mundane can be just as tiresome as the challenging child or the strong-willed teen. Sometimes we feel like we're saying the same things over and over and no one is listening or obeying. But isn't this how God feels with us sometimes? I can't even begin to tell you how many times God has had to watch me fall flat on my face because I just refuse to trust and obey him. Or I refuse to listen to his gentle whispers to go in a different direction. If I had to pinpoint the most rebellious teen in our home, it would have been me. Even though I'm 50-something, I still buck the system. I still try to do things my own way. I still think I know better. I have such a heart of a teenager. And in all honesty, I really do think the main reason God called me to homeschool my kiddos was so that he could teach me. I think the fact my kids learned a whole lot more than if they would have been in traditional school setting is just God's way of piling on the blessings. It's the icing on the homeschooling cake. Because in reality, at least our homeschooling journey had a whole lot more to do with me and what God wanted to teach me than it had to do with my kids and what God wanted them to learn. Now that both kids are grown and graduated and finished their homeschooling journey, I can honestly say God called us to homeschool so he could work on me. It was so he could teach me some much needed lessons about myself, about love and sacrifice, and about him and his undeserved but freely given grace. You know, I'm definitely a cracked pot. I'm not necessarily a crackpot. But I'm definitely a pot with lots of cracks in it. I'm a pot with lots of cracks that, you know, God didn't fix, but he miraculously worked through the cracks. Now, I love this story. It shows that broken is beautiful and that God can use anything and anyone. And it goes like this. Long ago, there was a water barrier in India who had two large pots. He fastened them on a large pole and each pot hung on each end of the pole, which he carried across his neck. Each day, the father and his son walked the path from the stream to his house with the two large pots. His son noticed that one pot was perfect and always carried a full pot of water, while the other pot had several cracks in it. After several months, the son noticed as they walked back to the village from the stream 
that a beautiful array of flowers only grew and bloomed on one side of the road. And he thought this was a bit strange. When he asked his father about it, his father replied, I planted flower seeds on the side of the path directly under the cracked pot. And every day while we walk back from the stream, water gently flows out of the cracked pot. It's watering the seeds as we walk. And for months, I've been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate our home with. The flaws in this cracked pot created beauty. So you see, moms, we're all a bunch of cracked pots. We each have our own unique flaws, but in God's great economy, nothing goes to waste. If we allow God, he will use our flaws to create beauty in the lives of those around us. It's in our flaws God's grace flows through to our children. It's in our weaknesses that he is strong. So be thankful for the cracks. Your family, your children, and the world is a better place because of it. In a grace-filled home and homeschool, it's also important to only water what you want to grow. Let me say that again. (laughs) It's important to only water what you want to grow. In this season of motherhood and homeschooling, what seeds are you sowing? What seeds are you watering and nourishing? Are they seeds of fear and anxiety? Or are there seeds of faith and love and hope and patience and joy? Make sure you spend time on the things that really matter. Only water what you want to grow. Trust me, If you're sowing seeds of fear and anxiety, that is what will grow in your home. If you're sowing seeds of hope and faith and patience, then those little seeds will one day shoot up and produce much fruit and beauty. I think the hard part of motherhood and of homeschooling is how frustrating it is when we can't see the fruits of our labor now. We just want to see that it's all worth it now. It may seem like we're saying the same things over and over again, but little by little, those seeds are being planted. Remember, the roots spread and grow first and way before the first sign of a bud ever pops up out of the soil. We can't see the roots that are sprouting, but they are sprouting. You just have to trust that your words of affirmation and wisdom, that your teaching and your reading and that your hidden acts of kindness and sleepless nights are watering and nourishing the seeds you're sowing. The roots, mamas, they have to go deep and wide before they can begin to produce a shoot. And even then, much care and nourishment is needed to grow that little weak seedling into a strong tree that bears fruit. Motherhood and homeschooling is a slow and steady race. We aren't going to see the fruit for quite a while. We may get a glimpse here and there that things are growing and taking root and be grateful for those little previews, but we have to be patient and know that one day we will see the fruit and reap a bountiful harvest, but that day may not be now or this week or this season, or it may not even be this year. How we handle disappointment 
and challenges and attitudes and hormones, both theirs and ours, (laughs) is what our children will remember. They will remember your gentle hug when they're disappointed. They will remember your gentle words when they're scared. They will remember your grace and forgiveness when they messed up yet again. We hope and pray they remember their math facts and their spelling words too. But in the grand scheme of things, those things aren't what's really important in a grace-filled home and homeschool. What they will remember and emulate and maybe even pass on is how we handled the mess, how we handled the disappointment, how we handled the betrayal, and how we handled the trials and challenges. So mamas, fill your cup with God's goodness and grace. Let that be what spills out. Be grateful you're broken because it's through the cracks that God's grace produces much beauty. And mamas, as you extend grace and forgiveness to your spouse and to your children, don't forget to accept God's forgiveness and to give yourself some grace too. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement or grace this week. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.